So when it comes to Huawei, this goes way, way, way beyond a fight just between China and the U.S. It has, uh, it's been a problem for a while, and it's been simmering. And now we learn that the spy chiefs from the Five, in, you know, five Eyes Intelligence met with our prime minister twice in the last year, warning of the security threat of this tech giant. And if you're not familiar, the Five Eyes is a network made up of allies, including the United States, Australia, Britain, and New Zealand. And the idea is that we work together to combat things like global terror and, oh yeah, espionage. Well, they won't discuss the meetings of those meetings, but in general, we were warned, you know, don't get close to Huawei technology as it's a direct threat to our well-being. So this is something our prime minister is going to have to decide. You know, who are you with? Are you with China or are you going to stick with our allies? Because going with China means we are against our allies. You can't have it both ways on this issue. And I think we might have a prime minister who thinks he can. It's just my guess. Let's bring in Lee Humphreys, president over at James International Security Consulting. Hello there, sir. Good evening to you. What are your thoughts on these warnings? Uh, what would those warnings sound like in, in your mind? Well, they're, they're uh, long overdue, and I, I think the, the change in the capability of our Internet that is coming through our, self, our smartphones and, and the ability of our smartphones and what they control, what they can uh, contain, is, is really sounding the alarm this time. The Chinese have been at this for over a decade, um, and if you travel to China and you log into their free internet, they have free internet everywhere throughout the, the major cities. And your phone will be immediately, or your laptop will be immediately embedded with a Trojan that allows them to turn it on later to download the content of, of your device. So I, I can only imagine that, that what the uh, Five Eyes uh, intelligence chiefs are saying now is that this is truly the time that we have to put our foot down and not allow the Chinese to continue with their intellectual property theft, their industrial espionage, and their ability to to hack both individuals, corporations, etc. Okay. Would there have been a reason that they spoke with the prime minister this year twice, or are these just routine meetings, or was there something in the works with uh, knowing that the United States was trying to get this woman? I mean, where would these meetings have come out of? So if you remember back a little while ago, uh, Canada, uh, the Canadian government, uh, the Trudeau government, agreed to the sale of a Canadian company that was making parts uh, for satellites and, and uh, high-tech communications uh, that were being used by the U.S. military and, and some of our other allies, as well as their, our own Canadian Armed Forces and CSIS. Mm-hmm. And that really set off alarm bells amongst our, our allies in the intelligence world. And I think they were worried that, that uh, Prime Minister Trudeau was willing to take that next step, and and, and that would be even more destabilizing uh, so they wanted to make sure that he was very clear, and these were special meetings. These were not routine meetings. They were not uh, just, you know, your annual get-together. That occurs uh, almost on a quarterly basis amongst the chiefs themselves. Uh, but this was something very special, and I think they really wanted to make the point very clear to the prime minister what the actual threats are and what the repercussions would be, no doubt, if Canada persisted in, in 
allowing uh, Huawei to uh, to link into the Canadian 5G uh, network. Okay. And so now we're in this place where we are stuck directly in the middle of kind of everything. You know, we're trying to get free trade agreements with China, but we're also an ally of the United States and our, our partners with Australia, Britain, New Zealand. And, and we, you know... <laughs> If we believe in our security, Lee, I would think that it would be a no-brainer for us to say, okay, we don't want Huawei here on our soil. However, um, if we shut down Huawei, I mean, what's the choice that we have here? I mean, we either work with our, our allies, which would be, I think, most of our preference, or they side with China uh, in order to get trade deals, which I don't think necessarily is the smartest way to go, because then we're on our own here on this island. Yeah, absolutely, and and I think that was the concern is is that uh, China was putting a sufficient amount of pressure on the government um, to get a trade deal. I mean, we we were willing to sell Norsat. The U.S. was very upset with us about that, but you know they began um, a uh, a search uh, through their parts uh, in all their high tech. Uh, military components to have them stripped out and replaced with non-Norstat equipment. Uh, But this was just a bridge too far. And and I think they were very concerned that China was saying to Canada, if you want a free trade deal, you're going to sign on to to Huawei and you're going to convince your friends to do the same. And if you can get at least can't convince your friends, we're going to connect through your network. Okay, so where do you think things stand now? I mean, obviously, we've got Canadians being taken into custody. China has made no secret that there will be more retaliation. I don't know when that happens, but I think uh, obviously we're going to find out. But what would be going on behind the scenes then um, as far as as negotiations now between our allies? Would they be in meeting now with with the Trudeau government saying, look, we've got to get rid of this now? I mean, is that quietly going on behind the scenes? Yeah, I think the the final... uh nail in the coffin for the Chinese was with the immediate retaliation. In the industry, it's known as illegal detention for commercial or political purposes. And doing that so quickly sent a very clear message, along with the rhetoric that came out of the Chinese media, uh, state-controlled media, uh, that, you know, we're playing hardball here. And so, in fact, I think that backfired, and that would be the final thing that, that would uh, would convince the prime minister that we cannot proceed. We would be, as you said, an island uh, cut out of many of the higher-level NATO and NORAD discussions, the transfers of technology that Canada is demanding as, as part of our uh, combat ship replacement, as part of our next-generation uh, fighter aircraft replacement, all those things would go away. All the high-tech manufacturing of electronic equipment, all our contracts for the F-35, those would all be in jeopardy over this. So where do you think things go now? I mean, would there be a concern for Americans being taken into custody? I mean, that would elevate this thing to a, a, a something I don't think we ever want to see. But certainly it's it's easier to take Canadians into custody than it would be, you know, Americans. I'd be really shocked if they had taken Americans because they're at this point, uh, a bit on bended knee as it, as it relates to U.S. tariffs and, and recognizing that uh, President Trump was willing to go all the way, which would hurt the Chinese economy far uh, more than it would hurt the uh, American economy. And so the obvious retaliation was against Canada, who is desperate for a trade agreement before the next election. 
Well, maybe they should get on the phone with with uh, India. <laughs> you know, like that would yeah. beg the question: Why don't you maybe not talk to China and start salvaging relationships with India? Which is yeah, we're we're running out of friends uh, as as far as uh, trading partners and uh, uh, military and intelligence sharing partners. If we don't. Uh, correct our action soon. And I mean, the Americans are very serious about this. They've already banned Huawei and and ZTE from military bases. Japan has barred them from their LTE network, Mm -hmm. let alone their 5G network. Uh, So people are finally getting to understand that the Chinese government, in the firmware, they have the codes, which allows them to create backdoors to open the phone up uh, to get it to do things, to track people. They have backdoors built into all the software. And so what we've done in the past is is whenever our clients have gone to China, we've sent them with clean electronics, meaning that's never been connected to anybody's networks. When they get back, those things are met at the airport, bagged up, and taken to IT specialists to be disinfected, if you will, before they can be connected to your home network, your work network, any network because they're full of Trojans and malicious software and and, uh, bugs of of all sorts that allow the Chinese, because they play a very long game in the intelligence world and Mm -hmm. industrial and espionage. They don't know who's going to be important in the future. So they just, they just take everything out of everybody. So how do you, how do you in your gut feel that this thing's, you know, going to play out over the next couple of months, few months? Well, I think Canada is going to come out and uh, join uh, our NATO, or sorry, our Five Eyes allies and and, uh, ban Huawei uh, from our 5G network. But I wouldn't be shocked if we don't throw a caveat in there that says, you know, unless you can demonstrate that your phone is safe and and you open up the codes and things like that uh, to third parties. um, Just to appear friendly and non-confrontational. and but we have I, the technology in Ericsson. I don't understand why we would need Huawei. And I mean, I'm not a technical expert at all. But why couldn't we then develop it with Ericsson if they've got this 5G technology we need? Just cut Huawei loose. Yeah, we don't need Huawei. What what we need is a trade deal with China, yeah. according to the Trudeau government. And that's the that's the uh, the leverage that China <laughs> is applying. Give us that network. Give us that phone. Um, and you know, we'll be more favorable in our in our discussions about a trade deal. So Trudeau has a tough decision. Well, he actually doesn't have a tough decision. Maybe it is tough for him with an election coming, but... Well, it's uh, also got a, a deep admiration for dictators. I mean, whether it's Cuba or China. Yeah. You know. I mean, he, he, he did once say in response to a question that his favorite government or form of governance outside of Canada was China because you could get things done. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you, you know, can kidnap people. really can do that, and yeah. you can kidnap people, and, and you can legally detain them and, and make it seem legal, and you can keep the Canadian consular officials away for days and days and days, and there's no repercussions that we can bring to bear on them. Not not yet, not slightly. Okay, so we're going to have to wait and see how this thing plays out. Well, it's no question going to be an interesting, uh, I think, dynamic to watch unfold over the next uh, yeah, few months. Yeah, I certainly recommend it to all my clients to uh, cease travel, both for Americans and for Canadians in, in the foreseeable future, because if this does escalate, you will see additional Canadians taken uh, into custody for various violations and, and held. Interestingly, and just before I let you go, because I hear the commercials all the time for Huawei Technologies, and it, I mean, it sounds almost weird now to hear these commercials. Are people actually still buying this technology, or have 
people kind of are starting to, to step back and say, I'm not sure I want to get involved in that. Yeah, so ironically, just, you know, had nothing to do with anything or, or this uh, uh, segment tonight, but I was in Rogers the other day, don't tell my wife, but, uh, <laughs> she's getting a new iPhone for Christmas, oh, and I asked the, the, the sales lady if, if Huawei was selling, and she said, yeah, they are, because they're free. And they, they <laughs> Nothing's possess, free. <laughs> yeah, they, and they do possess the same, uh, you know, general uh, qualities of a Samsung and an iPhone, mm. and, and they're pretty darn close, but they're free. Uh, and, and, you know, and, and I made a joke exactly of that as well. It may not be free in the future when all your data is disappearing. No kidding. When you're sitting uh, in a jail cell and you have no national security. Well, yeah. You know. So, um, but they are still selling, and they're a huge sponsor of Hockey Night in Canada for those that watch hockey. And mm-hmm. uh, so, you know, I, you know, I'm sure the CBC is very uh, having very difficult uh, conversations about how they're going to cover these stories. Oh, I don't know. They'll take money just about anywhere they can get it. You know that, Lee. <laughs> I don't think they care uh, one way or sure another. Trudeau will just replace any lost revenue from <laughs> Huawei for them. There you go. No worries there. Don't give them any ideas. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye on this, and I appreciate your insight into it. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Alex. Have a great night. You too. That is Lee Humphrey joining us uh, over at uh, James International Security. It'll be curious to know what they do with that Hockey Night in Canada sponsorship. I mean, it's a bit of a conflict of interest, no? No? It's kind of like all that Saudi oil we take. Just kind of keep our blind eye to the journalists they kill and all the human rights disasters they sponsor. Our national pastime. Yeah. Sponsored by China. <laughs> they know just about everything on our national sport and our security. Here on Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.